What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. What up, guys? Welcome back to Confident AF Podcast. Today, we are going to be getting into episode two of Jenna's episode. It is going to be a long episode today, so just prepare yourself. I'm sure you already see. It is over two hours. Strap yourself in, grab a fucking snack, put this bitch on 2X, and really listen into this podcast. If you guys know your human design already, or if you guys have contacted Jenna and gotten your human design chart already done, which I hope you have, or if you just know anything about human design, design, I really urge you to pull up your own human design chart as you listen to this episode so that you can really take in what Jenna is saying and really get the most out of this episode. She is dropping major nuggets here. Not only that, but I love how this episode is very conversational and how we're going to be going back and forth about different examples that I see human design showing up in the way that I move in my life. And I really like that, which is why I kept this episode so fucking long. So um, I'm going to do a quick little weekly win and weekly fave with you guys just to keep that going. Um, And then let's get into the fucking episode. So my weekly fave this week is my little Polaroid Fujifilm camera. I've been obsessed with it. So I bought it to take pictures with the episode guests, um, so that I could put it on the wall, but I've been taking it like everywhere with me. And then just who the hell would call me when I'm trying to film, but I've been taking this, uh, Polaroid with me everywhere. And then just giving the pictures to people and they just like love it. And it's just like a tangible photo. Like how long has it been since you've had a tangible photo in your hand? probably forever. I've been loving it. So that's my weekly fave. My weekly win is actually with this episode. So you guys know we had like four and a half hours of uh, recorded footage to go ahead and put into two episodes. And it was really kind of stressing me out at first because, you know, I want to, of course, get these podcasts out for you guys. I want to give you as much uh, knowledge as I can, but I also want it to be digestible. And um, Renee's family is going through a lot right now. And so we had to go up to his parents' house this weekend and uh, be with his family. And I also wanted to be very present for him there as well. And so just balancing those two things was getting a little bit hard for me, but, um, kind of taking a step back and saying like, I'm going to get to the podcast episode when I get to it, it's all going to work out. And really just keeping the faith that I will work everything out. And no matter what, if I have to skip an episode this week, or I have to upload it late, or I don't upload it with the blog post or whatever, you know, it looks a little bit different and it gets to shift and change with how I need it to work this week that's okay. And it doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't mean anything about who I am as a person. It doesn't mean that I'm not, don't have good work ethic. It doesn't mean anything. It just is what it is, was really the highlight of my week. So as you guys can tell, this episode is out for you guys. So that's a win as well. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm really, really excited for you guys to just like hear Jenna's knowledge on all this shit, because like I said, she's an expert. Um, 
and really take away some good stuff. So I hope you guys can relate to some stuff that I'm sharing. I hope you guys get some information from her. Again, she is in pre-sale for her offer right now. So if you want your own human design chart read and also explained to you, go to the link in the show notes or the link on Instagram and you can find her Instagram and her links and everything like that. And she is still running the special for podcast listeners. Um, you're just going to have to DM her competent AF and she'll give you the pre-sale price through her wholesale. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy. I love you so much. And let's just get into the fucking episode. Wait. Okay. So before you yeah. get into mine, yes. <laughs> can you go over the different things that are going to be like different yeah. areas? So okay. The, I keep hitting this mic. Sorry. That's okay. Um, it has a little yeah shock absorber. So that is, that was what I was going to go to next. So um, I kind of described what human design is. Okay. I did describe the five types. Yes. But that is such the surface. So each type has its own authority. Okay. Um, hang on. No. Jenna made me a whole fucking book. I you made guys. a book and she we'll, made a we'll whole book, book with all my all info. your information. Let I'm me so say excited. this correctly. So each each type has its own strategy. That's what I meant to say. Okay. It has each type has a specific strategy that's associated with it. And the strategy is how to basically best um how your strategy is how to best live your life to stay in alignment. Okay. Um, so like as a generator, you have this inclination to go, go, go. But if you just go, go, go to everything. Right. And you respond to everything in that go, 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 you're going to burn out. Yours is wait to respond. So mm. wait. So like. You as a generator are all, have a magnetic aura where you're always pulling in invitations or something to respond to, um, any opportunity to respond. And it could be something as simple as like – Any opportunity to talk to someone. <laughs> but it, could, it, it could be – but it could be small. It could be something having to do with going to the grocery store, going out to eat – or it could have something like big business related or, big, right. you know, some big life decision. But there's – or like some new opportunity or some new idea or some new something. But you always are pulling in things to respond to. But you can't respond to them all. You have to respond to what lights you up. Oh. So you need to take a moment before just being like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Gotcha. So it could even be an idea that pops in your head. Cool. But don't just have this idea and go. Because that's not, you're not meant to initiate. That's a manifester's job. So if you get an idea, you don't just go, you stop and you're like, does that light me up? Does that feel expansive? Mm -hmm. Do I want to do that? I do. Okay, now I'm going to go, 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 go. Right, okay. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. Okay. And you're going to be out of alignment. Um, so each specific um, <clears throat> type has its own strategy. Okay. Like mine is waiting for the invitation. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Right? So if I'm just sharing my ideas willy-nilly, I'm probably going to get rejected a lot and feel very, like, crappy all the time. So basically based on um, – which – do you call it your type? Yeah. Okay. So based on your type, which yours is projector. having a lot of ideas. Projector. Projector. Right? Knowledge. 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 Okay. Yeah. If you're just sharing that those ideas and knowledge, like you said, willy-nilly, then you're going to – 
feel rejected, burned out, or not aligned. Yes. So your strategy to basically like hone in on your type, the best way is to wait for invitation. That's mine. And then for a generator, which is what mine is, um, I have... Wait, what was it? Wait, wait <laughs> I want to go, go, go. That's what it was. Okay. Wait to respond. So yeah. wait to respond until I – that is – wow. That's like when you were saying that, I was like, oh, my God. How many things have I fucking – I always thought this too. I start so many projects. You say yes to things. I say yes to and everything. And then you're like, fuck. And then I'm like, oh, my God. So like yeah. a big one is for me is like different types of social media. So like YouTube. Yeah. I love YouTube so much. Um, and just recently I wanted to say yes again to doing YouTube videos and I did, I had to wait and sit back and actually Renee had to like call me out a little bit, but I was like, I want to make YouTube videos again. It's something I like to do, but, but am I going to feel aligned with actually putting in that amount of work Mm -hmm. for what I'm actually trying to do? Like the return, right? You need to think it through. Well, Renee made me, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Renee's smart. Damn him. (laughs) It was in the beginning of like the year when I was really focusing on alignment. And like that was my big like you need to be aligned. If you're doing something, you have to be aligned. And I knew it's funny because I think just as humans in general, we know when something isn't aligned to us. Mm -hmm. But we still want to do it, Mm -hmm. right? I knew that wasn't aligned, which is why I asked Renee in the first place. Mm Mm-hmm. I wanted him to either validate me and say, yeah, you're good. Go ahead. Or I wanted him to tell me. And no. see, this that very action is out of alignment for everybody. Seeking to the external to, to validate you, to decide whether or not to do something, that is out of alignment for every human. Wow. What's in alignment is tuning in to the way you make decisions and oh, tuning interesting. into your strategy. And decide, you know the answer. Right. Yeah, I did. You just said, too, that you knew I the knew. answer. Now, not everybody knows that they know the answer. That's yeah. the thing. You know because you've been putting in the work and you're in tune with yourself and you've been learning about yourself and you know what feels good and what doesn't. So just from that experience alone, you can kind of already be like, well, I know the answer to this. But then turning and seeking validation from somebody else is so out of alignment because you're not having the trust that, your body's already telling you what's what's what. You know? I feel like 99% of the time, we already know the answer. 100% of the time. We know it. 100%. Let me tell you what. We, not, not the human vessel, but our subconscious mind, our soul, our essence, we are innately intelligent beings. We know all of the fucking answers. There's... No question you have that you don't already know the answer yeah. to. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's just looking within and trusting. 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 And <laughs> believing in yourself. Um, Confidence. So, <laughs> Amen. See, that's the thing, too, is I feel like human design gives you more confidence in yourself because it's so empowering, because it actually provides a validation for who you are. Yeah. And, like, all those things that you're, like, questioning like what's wrong with me because you're not measuring up Mm. you have human design to come and be like no you're not supposed to be like that so there's actually nothing wrong with you so then you can walk into life feeling like you know what i am perfectly designed like this this is who i am and i feel good about it 
Hell yeah. Side note. Um, <laughs> so you, we've got the strategy and how okay. you know if you're utilizing your strategy correctly or not, if you're in alignment or not, is your signature and non-self. Each type has its signature and non-self. So the signature is a feeling you get when you know you're in alignment. Ooh, okay. And your non-self is a feeling you get when you're out of alignment. Like for me, if mm. I'm feeling bitter, that's my non-self theme, bitterness, and I get bitter. I know that there's something, either what I'm bitter about isn't in alignment with me, something I did or a choice I made wasn't in alignment with me, the situation I'm in is not in alignment, the environment I'm in, something is not in alignment. Right. Because I'm feeling bitter. Okay. So that's a that's like a red flag almost. It's a built-in feeling red flag. How do you know what yours is? <clears throat> so it goes by your type. Oh, God, I can't wait to hear what it is. Yeah. I'm like, I think I know what it is, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already know my emotion that so happens. So I'm, I'm going to just go through what all the things are really quick, okay. and then okay. I'll actually go through yours. Okay, stuff. perfect. Um, so then those are, those are the fixed qualities that go with your type. Your okay. strategy, your signature, your non-self. So all the types have the same ones. Oh, I see what you're so saying. So every generator has the same strategy, the same signature, and the same non-self. Okay. From there, we all have an authority. Okay. And an authority is how we make decisions. Um, and you make decisions by tuning into your authority that is within your body. Okay. Um, but we all tune into a different space oh, within okay. our body. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, and there are, uh, I would, I'd have to like sit and think to think of how many different ones there are, but, um, I know there's like, there's sacral, there's splenic, there's emotional, there's lunar, there is mental, um. Oh, this is how you're like making a decision. Mm-hmm. Um. Interesting. Yeah. I know there's more, but. Because I'm looking at your book only, it's like yeah. laser focused in, and I'm like not thinking of the big yeah. picture. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we each have a, an authority, okay. and and um, the authority is never your mind. Mm. So if you're thinking of something and you're weighing out the pros and cons, and you're like trying to logically think it through, and you're seeking external sources, and you're using your mind to make a decision, that's really hit or miss because. Nine times out of ten, your mind is so conditioned that you're going to make an out-of-alignment choice for yourself wow. by using your mind. So the best way to make any choice or decision is to tune into your body by utilizing your authority. Interesting. So that's the authority. Okay. Then we go well, into – Well, this is like like feeling heavy. Yeah. Not heavy, but just like low. It's just, I don't know. It's not deep heavy. and it resonates. Yeah, yeah. And when you really learn – like you can change just with those things that I mentioned right there. When you really learn what those are for you and you put them into practice in your daily life, it changes everything. It impacts everything. So and it's such a feeling of freedom. Yeah. It's I, I can't even and, and empowerment. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, <clears throat> you see, I get all geeked. Yeah. So then I go into the human design centers. Okay. Because I really felt such a connection to that um because of just i think because of how i grew up and spent most of my adulthood feeling that there was so much wrong with me because yeah. i was quote unquote lazy or a procrastinator or had zero willpower and things like that 
Um, and I was always tired and blah, blah, blah. And when I learned about the energy centers and how to pinpoint where I'm in alignment, where I'm not in alignment based on how I'm feeling or like what I'm thinking or like my actions mm-hmm. or things like that, um, it really put it into perspective for me. So we're going to go into that because okay. it's just, it's super exciting. Um, this is what I feel like most people talk about on um, on Instagram or social media, right? It's like, oh, do you have a defined this yeah. or center? Yeah. 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 Because it, it, it really impacts so much. Um, in my book here, the last couple things that I talk about is your cognition, which is like your super sense. Okay. Um, and then I talk about your manifesting type, which okay. is based on some arrows in your chart, which I okay. can go over. Um, not a lot of people in human design will talk about that. It's not like a huge, I guess, trendy part of it, but it's something that I found really useful. So okay. I decided to include it. From there in human design, then there's all like these circuits and gates and channels and things like that. And they are eye-opening and so in-depth. But oh my gosh, we will be here until next week. <laughs> okay, so okay. I don't even like that's just too much to go into because there's 64 gates for everybody. Oh and God. it can be either open or closed. And then if that's open, then is the channel open? Is it connected to another gate? Like there's so much. It's like just, yeah, it's crazy. So that's where that's as deep as I go okay. with people right now. Okay, sweet. It's just a lot. So let's dig into you. Okay, so if um, <clears throat> I have a quick side question. Yeah. So if someone is coaching with you mm-hmm. and you like you start coaching with them and well, first of all, what type of um, what type of client do you typically coach with? Like an entrepreneur like me? Yeah. So okay. I, I really like working with creatives, okay. artists and entrepreneurs, people who um, want to live a life that's quote unquote outside of the box. OK, got it. Um, but are either scared to do so feel they can't do so or are trying to but can't seem to make it work and that's most likely because they've got serious limiting beliefs okay conflicting beliefs so that's the kind of thing that i like to work with that's what like excites okay me. and so when you're doing this with somebody or when when you're coaching with someone this is something that you do like on the first session is kind of like dive into all this stuff with them and kind of explain human design or or explain their chart and what's holding them back is that right it's it's one of the tools i like to dig into okay so like you know if we were doing a one-on-one i my one-on-one is like a 12-week container and this is one of the components got it okay um but it's not necessarily the first all step. of it oh okay yeah. or not the first one okay got yeah. it okay yeah. just wondering yeah but yes this is a huge tool that i utilize because yeah i can see and it is one why. of the first steps okay we need to know it to feel you know figure out how you're designed and how you best thrive before moving forward because that's gonna help to steer the ship as to like what you know right. what we're navigating right you know um but yeah okay okay cool it's just so fun i know i'm like <laughs> ah i'm like wow it's just a lot of info okay it's so much information that's the thing but very like distinctive yeah you know and I've put it together in like a pretty digestible format. For sure. I like to think, hopefully. Um, well, when you when she brought the book to me, 
I was like, oh, it's like so aesthetically pleasing and it's Thank like you. so like it looks digestible. Yeah. When you're telling it me it now, I'm like, oh my God, like there's so much to digest. But when you handed me the book, it didn't seem overwhelming. Yeah. Not that I'm overwhelmed now, but I'm just like, wow, I can't believe you put all but I'm also giving you a lot of information about all the types. Right, true. And not just your specifics. Right. And when I feel like when you're trying, when I'm talking about human design, it's hard for me to want to go through and talk about all of the types and right. scenarios because that's a crap ton of information to unload on one person. Yes. You know, and, and while it's great because your listeners could be one of those types. And so it's going to resonate with somebody out there. It's just a lot to take in right. for one person. For to sure. To. For sure. Um, so let's talk about Okay, you. let's do it. You are a generator. Which yes, the best, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you are the life force of our collective. Okay, what does that mean? Which means you're an action taker. Oh, an action and taker. You're okay. a go, go, go. You have the life force. You have that life force energy. So you can move. We've already discussed so much of what being a generator right. is. Um, but you are here to light up the world when you're living in alignment. Um, you were designed to find what lights you up and unapologetically take action on it. So that goes again with your strategy of waiting to respond because you are designed to go, go, go. But you need to be very unapologetic and only be go, go, go about what's lighting you up. Mm. So make sure before you start going on something that it's truly expansive for you, that it's truly something that you want to do. Your battery of energy is recharged by doing what you love. Okay. So if you're feeling drained, it's because you're doing something you don't love. Got it. Um, following your joy, something that should be your mantra. It's something to take very seriously. Okay. We're going to talk about your strategy. So generators wait to respond. Um, because of your aura is very magnetic, ideas, people, opportunities are always flowing your way. Things to respond to are always in pl like plentiful to you. Um, the universe is always bringing you opportunities. So your strategy is to pause and wait before you respond to it. Right. So... It means tuning into your body and asking yourself from your gut, not your mind, does this light me up? Does this energize me? Does this feel expansive? Right. You know, am I excited? Does this give me satisfaction? So a lot of times for you, it's you're very so waiting to respond. Your answers are very yes and no. Um, if you're feeling a maybe, that's a clue to you that it's a no. Right. Yeah. Because if it's a yes, it's a yes. Very Who much says so, that? Yes. Um, full body fuck yes. Yeah. Um, can't remember right now. A lot yeah. of people say that, but that definitely applies to a generator. Yeah. If you're feeling a full body fuck yes, it's a yes. If you're feeling a maybe, it's a no. It's a no. Yeah. Like just don't even bother with maybes. Like why? Don't waste your energy. That's kind of the thing for the generator. Um, so it says in here, pay, pay close attention to any feelings of I should do this or I want Ooh, to do yeah. this. Or versus I want to do this. Right. Um, the feeling of should is a red flag Ooh. and it never leads you to satisfaction, which moving forward, satisfaction is your signature feeling. So when you're feeling satisfaction, then you're in alignment. You are satisfied when you're taking aligned action, action that comes from inspiration and leads to an aligned result. That's all satisfaction for you. When you are, you're not self-theme, so when you're out of alignment, it's frustration. 
frustration which is a very like common i think feeling of being frustrated which makes sense because generators and manigens are the, such a large percentage of the population so you hear a lot of people are like i'm so frustrated right now i was gonna say i thought it was gonna be anger that is which i think is a byproduct oh manifester mm-hmm. but frustration can come out as anger yeah so i for get sure. what you're saying but most of, most likely the actual root of your feeling is frustration. frustration yeah for me it's bitterness and i didn't like when i heard that i was like oh my god yeah like, because a lot of times when I'm mad, like I'm really angry about something, I'm really bitter. Right. And resentful, which I think goes hand in hand with bitter. When you said bitter earlier, it kind of resonated a little bit. Um, And then I was like, but now that you're saying frustrated, I think it is more frustration. Because when you said bitter, I was thinking about like seeing other people um, get something before before I'm able to reach a goal, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm working so hard. Like, why can't I reach that goal, at, you know, before them or at the same time as them? And that was when I, what I associated with you saying bitter. But now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, it's actually frustration because I'm not mad that they're doing it. No. I'm not actually mad at them. You're frustrated I, well, you don't have it yet. Yeah. 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 Or I'm frustrated that I'm not like um, taking the same type of action or it's not working out the same way. Like, Yeah. Yeah, that mm, all makes interesting. sense. So when you're feeling that frustration, that's a red flag to you that something's out of alignment for okay. sure. Um, so we're going to go to your profile. Okay. So there are 12 different profiles, and they're based on the lines of the hexagram. I'm not going to get into all that because it's like it's just a lot. You're 3-6, which is the experiential role model. So your conscious line is a 3. So but basically the way the personality works is you have a conscious line and an unconscious line. And the conscious line is something you're very aware of. Okay. And the unconscious line is an aspect of your personality that is a driving force, but you might not be so cognizant of it. Okay. Um, so the three is you are very um, experimental. You learn through experience. Yeah. You have to do in order to learn. Yeah, I know. And especially learning the wrong way to do things. Oh, my God. Trial yes. and error is huge for you. So you're very much a doer. I think it's an action taker sort of thing. Yeah. And um, you don't mind the messiness of it because you're learning the lesson. The sixth line of you, though, is a perfectionist. Um, what's really interesting is about the sixth, the sixth line is all six lines have three stages in their life. Okay. And the first stage, which is the first 30 years of your life, you actually operate as a three. So the for the first 30 years of your life, which you're... I just turned 31 yeah. in October. So you're very much all about the experimenting and the experiencing for In both the first 30 lines. years. Yeah. Okay. Um, then as you enter into the second stage of your life, you're moving more towards into that six which is when um, you're going to feel like the second stage you feel a lot of indecisiveness because your sixth line really wants to observe before committing and your third line still wants to experiment and experience and do. And so it's you're feeling you start to feel a lot of indecisiveness about things because there's that portion of you that you're not that is more of like an unconscious that's like, well, no, sit back, observe, take it in. Mm-hmm. use you know gain the wisdom from observing and then decide 
and your three lines like no 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 let's do it we, we can't learn if we don't do it yeah so it's a really interesting pull and the way to navigate that is by leaning heavily on your strategy you're waiting to respond and your authority okay um <clears throat> which we'll discuss your authority soon okay <laughs> oh my goodness i hope you guys could hear that <laughs> that is a snore for all the ages you guys um, so an important thing for you is to remind yourself that there are no mistakes, only discoveries, which lead to wisdom, self-confidence, and self-mastery. As your third stage in life unfolds as a sixth line, which usually is around age 50, you have the potential to develop into a true role model. So you'll be guided by the discoveries and the experiments, experiential wisdom that you've gained, and you're able to show us all that through have your way have to wait till 50 to do that? Yeah. <laughs> what you can't do it before this says no. <laughs> my guys what i i think what it's saying is you won't be equipped to do so until you reach that stage i see not necessarily that you can't do it now it's just you might not have all of the knowledge and the wisdom gained to actually oh, do it. oh i see yeah interesting so we're gonna move into your authority that is so crazy because my grandma I, you know, I was telling, saying that earlier that I was like a resist, more resistant type of child or like a more, <clears throat> you know, just like, I, I don't know what the word, the word that I'm looking for is, but, um, stubborn, I guess my mom would say. Um, but, uh, my grandma was with us a lot throughout our childhood, like in, lived with us, not lived with us, but was over a lot, staying the night over a lot, almost like she lived with us, um, all growing up. And she would always say, like, gosh, Alicia, like, you always just have to learn through doing. Like, do you ever get tired of, like, getting in trouble or, like, you know, just getting, you know, you never listen. You know, she wasn't saying it in a mean way. She actually was saying it that she's the same way. But yeah. she was saying, like, you never listen. You always just do it and then and learn from your actions. Yeah. And I, I'm always that way. Yeah. And Makes sense. Renee gets really frustrated with that because he'll tell me things like, oh, well, you should do this. Right. And I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, whatever. You still need to do. I'll do it the opposite way, the way that I think. And then years later, I'll come back and be like, oh, I'm going to do it this way now. And he's like, yeah, I told, I told you, that you that from the beginning. And I'm like, oh, well, I had to figure it out on my own. You do. Like, and you do. And that's valid. And yeah. you should figure it out on your own. Well, I can't and do you... it any other way. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that, this is the other thing that I love about human design. This is I want to get it into as many hands as I possibly can because I think especially it's key for parents. Oh, for sure. Because there is like not only is that if there's a one size fit all approach in our society, just in general, there is definitely a one size fits all approach in the upbringing of our children. And the thing is is if you encourage these unique patterns and differences and designs within the within children like if that was encouraged for you or at least understood right yeah then think of more how much more harmonious we'll be as adults when we realize that our way of existing is the correct way for us instead right. of it being like almost beaten out of us or conditioned right. out of us because that was the quote-unquote wrong way to act right like for me not wanting <laughs> i'm gonna sound like such a nerd not wanting to go out and play all summer long but wanting to spend long lazy mornings reading on the mm -hmm. couch mm -hmm. 
And it's like, you should get outside and play. Why, do you, why don't you want to go outside and play? Like, not quite getting in trouble, but being made to feel bad about the right. fact that I didn't have, like, the inclination to go run around like crazy for 12 hours straight until the sun went down and then it's time to come in. I didn't want that. That sounded exhausting to me. Right. I wanted to chill and, like, learn and read. And while I was never, um, you know, like judged harshly for like wanting to be a bookworm or anything i mean my mom, i think my mom was pretty proud of that but at the same time like just getting that um admonishment about not wanting to go out and play right it's like you know that's that kind of stuff sticks with you is it traumatic no but you're also like you get it's like planting that little seed of like oh what is wrong with me that i'm not like the other kids yep you know and I think that that's so key as a parent, like like my friend who has a reflector child. Like, I'm glad she has that information now. And I sent her, I'm like, you have to have this book because, and I gave her some parenting tips that I found on raising a reflector right. child because it's important because otherwise her daughter could grow because she's 1% of the population. She is unlike 99% of the world. That's crazy to Could think, right? Could you imagine right? how sh- how much of an outcast she must feel like? Right. Or will feel feel like if this isn't nurtured? Right. You know? Um, if she's made to fit into a box that she doesn't fit into. So that's why. God, I, I want to know everyone's. Everyone's, right? Yeah. It's just such a great tool for understanding. Um, it is. But yes. So back to you. <laughs> we love side notes. I know. Long tangenty oh. side notes. Um, okay, so you're a sacral authority. You're designed to make gut-based decisions. Okay. So your sacral is, it's a true gut base, and it tends to have yes-no response, which is what we talked about anyways as a generator. They And I think generators tend to be sacral authorities. Um, if you're thinking maybe it's a no. Um, so always tune into your body and your body is very much an indicator. You could be feeling, if you're feeling very expansive about something, if your body feels expansive, it's a yes. If you're feeling any sort of contraction within, any tightness, any like retreating, any like shrinking, anything in your within your body, that's a no. It's a definite no. Mm. Um, also as a sacral, and I think this is really key for you to know, because I, I don't, again, I, I don't want to pretend to know your upbringing, but I do know how, what our culture and society tends to value. You are not meant to make long-term plans, like five-year plans, life plans like that, is not necessarily in alignment with you because what lights you up can and will change. Hmm. So you need, what what is a full body yes today can change. And that's okay. Yeah. Interesting. That is perfectly valid. So if anybody was ever like, you can't commit to things. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're not designed to. And that's okay. <laughs> that's really funny because <clears throat> Renee's always like, you're always changing. You're always yeah. changing what you're doing. Yeah. Like. That's okay. And I also always felt um, like growing up and, you know, we're supposed to have, you know, what college we want to go to and what we want to do. I never really had that. Like, I never knew what that looked like for me yeah I never knew like what I really wanted to like do yeah um and my friend Carly um we used to fuck it's so funny should we used to always say like let's change jobs like every two years this is when we're really young but like we're like we have so many 
things that we want to do. We want to be like a nail technician. We want to do hair. We want to do this. We want to do that. Like let's change jobs like every two years and start a new career. That's it. what we would always talk about doing. Sounds exhausting um, to me, but I love it, it is like, now. Yeah, as an adult, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I wish I would. N- I never would do- want to do that, but. <laughs> I do. I have changed a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. And Renee's always like, you're always changing. And that's why, like, um, when I'm always, like, feeling down about my business or whatever, he's like, it's people can't understand you because you're changing. And I'm like, I don't I, I don't actually think that's true. Um, but I could see how someone who isn't changing because he hasn't – he's mm-hmm. changed. Of course, yeah, he's done, like, some, you know, like, uh, career changes and stuff like that. But he has always kind of, like – had in the back of his mind what he really wants to be doing and so i think Mm -hmm. it might be hard for him to understand changing a lot yeah yeah and so like give yourself permission to change your mind and know that that's okay and that's not a flaw yeah that's who you are that's how you were designed to be on this earth and how you were designed to contribute to this world that's crazy huh yeah yeah did that just give you a little bit of like i feel a little more free (laughs) yeah it's like it's all making sense yeah yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt when I first started learning about my, I was like, it's all clicking oh. into place. <laughs> this is why I am the way I am. Yeah. And it's, it's all okay. Give me permission to be okay with it. Yeah. So yeah, you, it's, it says, give yourself permission, change your mind, follow what truly lights you up in the here and now. Your desires manifest by saying yes to one step at a time and following that step without knowing what the next step is mm. because you are designed to respond in the now that is a key point um one thing i want to say about all people no matter what their authority is and i think this is the most important point to come across as far as making aligned decisions and choices in your life is the mind and i think i touched on that before is never the authority making decisions from your mind rather than your body is is never going to be in alignment for what is truly correct for you so always tune into the mind and words like knowing and clarity that comes from the body. Mm. Um, things like should and have to, that comes from your mind. That's all conditioning. Right. So those are some things to keep in mind. Now we're going to move into the human design centers. Oh, yes. So I talked about how they're based on the traditional chakra system, which is seven chakras. Um, but it evolved into a total of nine centers. Okay. Um, the centers on your chart can be defined, which means that you have gates that are defined within the center um, and that defines your center. And they can be undefined where you may have like one or two gates that are defined but not enough to actually define the whole center. Got it, okay. Or it can be open. All the gates are open. There's nothing defined in it at all. Okay. Um, So when you're defined, you have consistent access to that energy that is contained within that center. And we'll talk about which each center has which energies. Okay. Um, So if it is defined, you have access. You have consistent access from from within. Okay. So it means that you're generating that from internally. Okay. Um, And people can, we can see this energy clearly in ourselves. So you can see you can see that you have that sacral like go 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 energy. Mm, mm-hmm. um, you know that about yourself. Yeah. Um, in an undefined center, you have inconsistent access to the center's energy. Okay. And all the energy that you have within that center is usually picked up from something external, be it the environment or other people. 
Um, but this okay, is so that's awesome. why a reflector is completely undefined. Completely undefined. Okay. Yeah. And this is where we're prone to most conditioning. Okay. So yeah, that when, makes sense. Yeah. So you're, you, because you're picking up from, from other others. people's energy, so it can condition you to take on whatever right. thoughts, beliefs, actions happen around that. So this is where we need to learn how to surrender. And this is often an energy that we'll see more clearly in others. Okay. So, like, I'm undefined sacral, and, like, I knew you were a generator. Like, I knew it before you sent me your chart. Really? Because I could see it in you. Because mm. I don't have it defined, and I could see, like, oh, she's got this. I, I don't see. have it. So, like that. Um, and open is similar to undefined. It's just much more amplified. Okay. So. Wait, so is there, like, three <clears throat> levels? It's not necessarily levels. It's just, like. It's just like when when it's undefined, you take on the energy from others. And yourself. No. Oh. You take on the energy from others and it's kind of, you kind of amplify it. But when it's open, I take on the energy from others and I like amplify it like boom, Okay, boom. so it's just like more it's intense. intense. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay, so for this purpose, because it would just get crazy to go undefined and open, I just do defined or undefined. Okay. So we're going to move into the head center first. You okay. are undefined in your head center. Okay. Um, only 29% of the population has it defined. It is one of the two pressure centers in our system, and it is the pressure to know and to think. It's the pressure that drives your mental energy, and it's the center for inspiration and ideas. So with it open, you don't generate your own inspiration and ideas mm. or undefined. Okay. Because you don't have consistent access to that. Whereas a manifester is going to have that defined. Got it. So that's like being inspired or pulling ideas from others. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I have it open too. So it's not that you don't, you can't have inspiration or ideas. You can. But it's usually pulled from something external. Like right. you'll see something and that will inspire you to have your idea. Or you'll read something and like, like for me, like my human design, I was telling you, my inspiration for this book came from a course I took right. when I saw how she listed certain things, like certain attributes that would tell you if you're in and out of alignment. I right. was like, ooh, what if I had a whole book so somebody would know if they're in and out? Like, yeah. I yeah. took my inspiration from her idea already. Got it. It's associated with the pineal gland in okay. your brain. Um, so as an undefined, inspiration, ideas, answers, and questions come from people outside of you and inv your environment. You're, you are designed to take what already exists and improve it. You're great at brainstorming and reflecting and amplifying the ideas, dreams, and goals of people around you. And you're designed to be open-minded, so you're not fixed in your ideas. The key to remaining in alignment for an undefined head center is in refusing to act out the mental pressure and allowing your authority to guide you. But in as an open or undefined head center, you will have questions or a mental pressure to answer something or figure something out that might not necessarily be yours. It could be coming from somebody else's energy. Hmm. Okay, what, what's an example of that? Taking on other people's problems. Oh, okay, yeah. So like something that they're heavily focused on and thinking about. You, and you want to solve it. Mm -hmm. That's definitely. That's something that I definitely have to fight. Yeah. 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 And like you'll absorb the energy from that too. And want to, like, aggressively, like, figure it out. And it's not yours to take. It's theirs. But you can get confused and feel like it's yours. Like, you have to answer this. You have to do this. 
Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Especially like when I was younger. Yeah. I feel like now it's some, something well, that I can. You've got awareness now. Yeah, I can definitely like be aware of it. But like when my sister is going through her divorce, I was like taking it on oh my god i was literally like losing my fucking hair i was well, like and you have an open emotional center or undefined sorry i keep saying open you have an undefined emotional center so you were probably not only taking on like the mental pressure but you were taking on the emotional pressure too yeah it was a really like really crazy time yeah i bet i bet yeah um so in alignment you're clear of the mental pressure you're clear of the influence of other people's ideas and opinions and you're really good at listening to your soul, listening to your higher self, connecting with yourself. You have a strong spiritual connection through channeling wisdom when you're in alignment. Okay. When you're out of alignment, you're always looking for that perfect answer. Uh, if I could just find the answer to this, everything will be okay. <laughs> um, and you're, you overthink about things that don't actually matter. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is where I love this shit because it's like, okay – you can now oh, be like, so I am overthinking funny. about this and it's so insignificant. Clearly, I'm out of alignment right now. So right. what is it about this specific situation that I'm fixating on Yeah. that is out of alignment for me? Is it the situation as a whole? Is there something about it? Is there a person about it? Something's not in alignment. Tune into my sacral. Find out, is this a yes even or is this a no? Right. What's going on? Because I can tell in my head center that I'm out of alignment with right. this situation. Yeah. And then you can either find a way to move it into alignment or you can find a way to release it from your life altogether. Right. That's why I think these things are so key. Because it That's just crazy. helps you to see like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling like this. I shouldn't be overanalyzing. When I was editing the <clears throat> second podcast, second and third podcast with Michelle, it's the first time that I ever used two mics and I it didn't end up working out to use two mics. Like it just was like we were too close together. It was echoing. Mm. I overanalyzed the shit out of that audio. Like, I was, like, researching how to remove echo. I was, like, like, I, I mean, and I knew the answer was just cut one of the mics. Like, our, because we're so close, like, my our both the of our voices picked were picked up, up on one. Yeah. So that would have made it easier. But I was, like, oh, I mean, I spent probably, like, 25 hours sunken into that those two episodes just on editing alone and I was like crying and I was just oh like gosh. but I'm over analyzing because why I felt like the podcast wasn't going to be good enough and it's the second and third episode so people that's like what people are going <laughs> to listen to on the first day that I drop it and like what the fuck what if, what if then they don't listen to it and I'm like highly out of alignment see and I just had to like literally let it go and be like okay I'm gonna release it like this mm -hmm. here's my two options I either scrap the episode which I don't want to do or I figure out a way for this one audio to work and it's good enough and see that's what I like too is what you just pointed out is that it wasn't that the podcast was out of alignment it wasn't no. that using two microphones was out of alignment no. it was that you had some beliefs and some fears that were not in alignment that yes. you needed to let go of yeah and the fact that you were overthinking things was your clue your red flag that like okay I need to there's something here that I need to work through. Yes, because I'm like sitting there. Well, the same thing with the podcast setup. <clears throat> I was like last last week after Grazel was here, I went into this like huge tailspin about like, oh my God, like the, the freaking, like the way that it's set up, like because we had the mics on here and anytime we were setting down our drink or something like that, the oh, yeah, crown you're hearing. was, oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and then daddy was being all crazy, right? And I was like, 
when she left and she said like oh it's hard because we weren't facing each other that's all she said and she even said in her in her voice message too she was like i you know i don't want you to think that the podcast had any like i had any negative experience i had a great experience but i just started going into this like oh my God, like what if someone has a negative experience and then they come here and I'm talking about how the experience is going to be so awesome and then they're going to think that the experience isn't that awesome and maybe I hyped it up too much and blah, blah, like, you know, you just go mm-hmm. into this thing. But I overanalyzed so, so much that I was like in here late at night testing out different camera angles and like researching chairs and researching these and like then I like, I don't even remember what like, snapped me back for a second and I was like I think it was a text with Michelle and she was like well what is actually like bothering you and I was like I'm afraid that someone's going to come in here and have not the experience that I was um, promoting like on Instagram yeah and that's going to reflect on me and someone's going to reject me and she's like okay well then that like there's a fear like, of rejection there. There's a fear of rejection, not like, again, it wasn't the podcast. It had nothing to do with the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I'm pr- like putting it onto the podcast almost like, but it really is like, it could be onto anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like getting on a tangent again, but like, <laughs> it could be on anything. It could be on a course that I release. It could be on a YouTube video that I produce or the podcast. It's yeah. like whatever. Um, section it wants to like attach itself to but here's the thing yes it's a tangent but when you're able to utilize this information to pinpoint things like a fear of judgment then you can work your way through that fear of judgment and come out feeling confident as fuck (laughs) the way you said it (laughs) Because I realized it was like, I yeah, was, I tied it all in, so I had to like <laughs> promote that. But it's true. You know, that's it is. the whole point. It this is. shit gives you, it empowers you to walk through life feeling confident as fuck, being yourself, and never feeling like you have to measure up or fit into anything other than your authentic self. Yeah. That's the key to it all. And I think the thing, too, about saying that is, like, you have to find what what is going to give you that permission, like, for for you. Yeah. Because, you know, even in coaching, you know, you're, like, you can give your clients, like, ideas and you show them, like, this path and that path and you show them these steps. But, like, you never really know, not only as a coach but as a student, too, you never know what is actually going to, like, hit mm-hmm. for you. You don't mm-hmm. know what is going to, like, actually – sink in and resonate with you Mm -hmm. to say like okay oh I see what I was doing there yeah and so it's like all these different tools talking about like um sabotage talking about um and doing a course on sabotage or like um human design or whatever tool you're using like you have to figure out in what way that will work for you because everybody's different yeah it's It's just like diet exercise like everyone's different everybody's going to be different the great thing is is there are so many tools and modalities at our disposal yeah healing isn't that amazing expansion it's so i mean like i of course the projector 5-1 projector in me like wants to know it all yeah like i have learned reiki i've learned breath work i've learned guided meditation like i i'm certified to do all that for you right now (laughs) yeah i'm like deep diving into human design nlp 
like cognitive therapy. (laughs) Yeah. Like teach it all to me because one, I love it all. Yeah. And two, like I want to have as many different ways to to help help somebody. For sure. Because if I, and it's so funny, it goes against everything, right? Because we're, especially as an entrepreneur, one of like the key components that we're told in marketing or building our business is to niche, niche, niche. And like, I am so resistant to niching on a soul level. And yeah. I'm like, and then I've got my head going, well, you should niche because how are you ever going to like appeal to like a specific client if you're not niche down? Yeah. Like you can't just appeal to like millions of people. You have to appeal right. to like, you know, the thousands instead. Yes, I get it. That makes perfect marketing sense. But on a soul level, like I want to be able, if you come in to work with me, to be like, okay, your human design doesn't resonate with you. Like, let's talk about your perception abilities and your subconscious programming and let's work from an NLP NLP perspective. So that is your niche. Your niche is... Subconscious programming? No, I was going (laughs) to say your niche is helping um, entrepreneurs or creatives live and figure out which modality is or which you know um yeah which modality helps them and resonates with them and which one to use out of all you know what i mean like because it can be okay you putting a spin on shit for me (laughs) because it can be confusing as fuck right yeah because it's like okay we have human design we have your fucking birth chart you have your um your NLP, you have, you know, all these different things. And you're like, well, which one are you, which one are you using to, to figure yourself out basically. And to like tap into your highest self. Yeah. Which one are you using? Like, you know, and it's like, sometimes people don't even know where to start in using those things. It's so true. And they don't know either which one will resonate with them. So it's like, that's, that's your niche is, you know, all the different, well, now I gotta Types. go home and rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna's new rebrand will be live. On <laughs> no, but th- th- I think that's really powerful because it's hard sometimes to even know when you're getting into the space of um, mindfulness and um, self awareness and you know mindset. It can be like, well, where do I even fucking start? Yeah. And that could be like that could be part of your brand is like figuring out where, where to, to start. start. Your destination point or yeah. your, your starting point. Yeah. To reach your destination. Yeah, that's so true. And back to human design. <laughs> All right. Well, we've talked about the head center. Okay. Let's go back. We're gonna move on to the Ajna Center. We Ajna. could be here for a decade if we don't like if I don't like I know. move myself through this a little Me bit. Me too though. Um, so I'm going to try to like just give some highlights, but it's very hard for me because I it's love okay. to just talk about it all. Um, but the Ajna Center is basically the, it's an awareness center and it's, uh, the center of beliefs and perspectives, mental okay. processing, certainty, conceptualization. Um, it's your mental intelligent and your mind consciousness. Yours is undefined. Okay. So you have the ability to hold multiple perspectives at a time. Um, so you're going to see multiple personalities. <laughs> but but you know what I so I mine is also undefined. And um I think that especially as a coach, this is very valuable for us to have because you're able to see other people's perspectives instead of being so fixed on what your specific perspective is. For sure. 
that the other person is either just wrong or operating incorrectly or whatever. You're right. able to like see how they're seeing things. Yeah. Which is very helpful. Um, it takes very little time for you to change your belief system, which mm. can be good and bad. Okay, for like, sure. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're, and I shouldn't say good or bad. Um, it can go, because to me, There's nothing's, a gray. nothing's good or bad. It's, right. Th- that That's a meaning we assign arbitrarily. But um, um, it, it could go either way for you. So it, it means that like. You're open to you, change. You're open to change, which is great. Yeah. Um, and if you do see a better way and want to change your belief system, it doesn't take a lot of effort for you to do so. Whereas somebody with a defined Ajna, um, like for example, um, Catherine Zenkina of Manifestation Babe is defined Ajna. And when she was changing her belief system to become more of a manifesting person, to believe the things she needed to believe to manifest what she wanted in life, it took a lot of repetition Mm. for her to make these changes to her belief system. Right. Because everything about manifesting and, and conscious creation of your reality, calling in what your desires are, attracting what, what you want out of this life to your reality is about what you believe. It right. all stems from your belief system, right? So say you find something like, for example, um, I had a very strong operating belief that I was not meant to be rich because nobody in my family was meant to be rich, right? Well, that's directly conflicting with my desire to manifest right. a multi-million dollar you know, career. Right. Or, you know, to build my empire. Yeah. Um, and... So I needed to let go of that belief system. Well, for me, it was pretty easy because I was just like, well, that's bullshit. And I refused to accept that as my reality. My reality is this. And like some affirmations and some like, you know, a little deep like self-awareness work. And I was able to shift that belief. I no longer believe that. Of course, I'm meant to be rich. If I want to be fucking rich, I'm going to be rich. Yeah. I'm going to do great things with my money, too. And I'm going to help other people like it's nobody's business. There are some people who are so fixated on their belief, like when they have a defined ajna, that they would have to do a lot of repetition around switching to that belief that they were meant to be rich. Right. To shed that old conflicting belief. Belief system. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So that's great for you. That works out well, I think. Yeah. Um, you can see other people's belief systems and you can help them to see differently. So you can see when they have a belief system that's conflicting with with um, their alignment or with their desire, and you can help them to change because of your open ajna. I think that's um, a huge benefit as a coach. I think it's a great benefit as a yeah. coach. Yeah, but you can also, like I said, it can work. It can work against you in the fact that you can easily take on other people's belief systems if you don't set boundaries around it. So. You don't want to take on somebody's negative belief systems, right? Obviously. I see. Mm-hmm. So you need to be conscious about when you encounter a belief system that would negatively impact your life about setting a boundary and refusing to accept that as your belief system. Mm, okay. And when we're <laughs> saying belief systems, guys, we're talking about like not only like like I think I don't know what kept coming up for me is like religious belief systems, mm. but which maybe is what's other people may be hearing um but we mean also like belief systems about like she was giving an example about like wealth money weight body you know acceptance worth anything yeah anything that you're operating by as your standard is a belief system right yeah yeah i think that that's kind of like a new term though for a lot of people is like yeah that makes sense yeah because like um 
when I was teaching on um, like limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't don't sometimes don't know what that is like a limiting belief, mm-hmm. and it's like a in case somebody out there doesn't know, a limiting belief would be like something that we hold true that we believe is true. It's our own belief, but it's limiting us from achieving achieving our potential. So like her limiting belief, like she was given an example, was that she's not meant to be rich, right? So that's limiting her from achieving wealth, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, so that's a limiting belief. Just yeah, But yeah, I just want to clarify that in case anyone was thinking it's just – religious or value-based, value system-based. It's, it's not can be about around that. anything. So with an undefined Ajna, when you're in alignment, like I said, you can you can help, you can see other people's um, belief systems. You can almost read their minds. And if they're feeling stuck in a box, you can help them get unstuck. Love that. You can very easily develop an, an abundance mindset and you manage to see the abundance in everything. Mm. Um, and if you have a belief that's no longer serving you, you can just simply unsubscribe, mm. which is great. Out of alignment, you're constantly searching for certainty from outside of yourself, <laughs> which I know resonates with you, right? Yeah. That validation again. Right. Um, and you take on limiting beliefs from others that are not yours to process. For sure. Again. So like we talked about um, making sure to set boundaries around like recognizing when somebody has um, a limiting belief system. And setting that boundary of like, that's not mine. Right. That's theirs. Actually, really, I'm sorry, I'm giving examples for everything, but it's just triggering a lot of thoughts. This always does. I know. Which is what I love about it's it. It's crazy because, okay, when I, <clears throat> a lot of times clients will come to me, um, food freedom clients, right? Talking about food and how to stop dieting and how to stop start loving your body and they still want to um, lose weight, but a lot of times we have to take away that limiting belief first, right? About food and eating and all this stuff, right? Um, And when I first started doing that in like 2020, I stopped dieting. But I was still, okay, so I stopped dieting. But then at the same time, I I wasn't happy with my body. And those two things are conflicting, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not dieting, so I'm probably going to be gaining weight is what obviously we all think. Um, and I'm unhappy with my body, which a normal person or society or just mathematically, right, we would be like, okay, well, then you should be eating less or you should be on a diet, right? Yeah. Well, with Renee, um, he didn't really understand that. So he didn't understand me wanting to stop dieting and having to have that mental like space and having to like fix that mental stuff before I could start dieting again or before I could start trying to actively lose weight again. He didn't understand that. And so a lot of times when he would, when I would be, a lot of times when I would complain about or talk about how I was unhappy with my body, oh, like, I'm fuck, like my pants don't fit or like, I don't feel that confident in this or whatever, right? Just venting to your spouse. Yeah. His responses a lot of times would be like, well, that's why you should be losing weight or that's why you should be on a diet. And those things were hurtful to me, especially in the beginning, but I had to separate and be like, this is his belief system. I cannot change his belief system no matter how hard I try. This is his belief, right? That his belief and, and, and I'm not, that's not wrong, but I know that that's not mine. My belief system is I need to heal this other shit before I can get there. That's okay. 
but it took me a really, really long time to be able to like separate those, not take it on and to be able to like say, I'm strong in that I know that doing this is going to eventually get me to the goal that I want. And I have to just stand strong in that and, and like almost like, it's not like I had to block him out, but in a sense, I kind of did. You had to set a a mental boundary. A mental boundary. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's funny because a lot of times clients come to me and they say like, oh, well, my boyfriend or my husband or whoever, my partner and my spouse is, is, you know, telling me to just lose weight this way. And I'm like, it's, you know, that's going to happen, you know, and, but it's hard for us to do so because we're, you know, we're with our spouse all the time. And what they're saying a lot of times, like mathematically or logically, like, yeah, that is right. Right. Mm -hmm. To lose weight, but they don't understand what's going on with us internally. And I always tell clients this, that like Renee came back to me years later, like probably at the beginning of, at the very, very end of 2021. And I stopped dieting and going on this whole like body positive journey at the end of 2019, like very, very early 2020. So almost like a full, almost two years into this, watching me do all these things and struggle, you know, all these different avenues that I went down. And he came to me and he said, I'm so sorry. Like, I am so sorry. Like, I did not realize how much you were struggling in there. Like, I didn't realize how much you were going through in your head. I didn't realize, like, I know that during that time, like, you were really out there, like, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, Like, asking for help. Cause I was, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have a coach. I had a coach, but she was for business. And even though she helped me with a lot of mindset, like she wasn't, it wasn't around body. And he said, I, I now look back and I realize how much you were like reaching out for me to help you and you're reaching out. But I'm almost glad that he didn't because it allowed me to set those mental boundaries. But what I'm trying to say in all of this is to say like, sometimes setting those mental boundaries with our significant others, even though it's hard, it can really pay off. And at the end of the day, if they're a lot of times, if they're emotionally like, and like intelligent and, um, like aware enough to see, they'll see that in the long run, we just have to stick to like, stick to your guns and like, no, and tune in oh i spit everywhere like tune in more to like what's what's in your in in you because for years i'm going on a huge tangent sorry guys for years <laughs> i dieted for others people other people's acceptance of me yeah and i knew in that time i was like i can't do this anymore like i cannot like renee is telling me to do this renee is telling me and like i'm i'm his wife i obviously want to make him happy and I, I think I would be somewhat happy in a smaller body, right? But I wouldn't be fully be happy. And I just knew, like, I can't do that again. I can't do that again. I can't do what everyone else wants me to do again. I can't. Like, I have to do it for myself. I have to do, like, what seems right to me at this time. Stand true in that. And that's it. And set that boundary. And it, like, I'm telling you, it really paid off because I wouldn't be here I wouldn't be here doing this Not podcast. Laughing at you, laughing at no, your I know. <laughs> Daddy just did like a huge stretch. Um, I wouldn't be here doing this podcast in this way if the if I hadn't done that. So, anyways, 
Yeah. Long 20-minute tangent. I love it, though. But. I love that you shared that. Okay. Remind me what that was even. <laughs> it was. What section was that? Um, or, we were talking about the Ajna Center, the Center the of Ajna Beliefs. Center. And um, uh, taking on limiting beliefs from others that are not yours to take on. Okay. Okay. Setting okay. the mental boundaries. So yeah. that was a beautiful tangent. Okay. Okay. I good. think. Um, so. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love that you're, it's so much is resonating with you. It's um, crazy. What I was going to say is when you were talking about um, your clients coming to you as well with like their belief systems or like the belief system of their spouses and like all of that. Um, I feel like this information to have about them, even if it's not something that you necessarily share with them. For sure. Is such a great thing for a coach to have about their client because you're able to put things into language that they'll understand, but you'll also be able to understand where they're coming from and why they're having some of the feelings or frustrations or whatever that they're having is because something in their design is out of alignment. And right. You'll be able to help pinpoint yeah. where that is, which I think is really cool. So that's why I think understanding human design for everyone is just so key. But we're going to go on to the throat center now. This is actually known as the manifestation center. It's where your internal is expressed to the external. Okay. Okay. Um, it's a center of communication and bringing voice to your ideas. Yours is undefined. Okay. You have the ability to speak in different voices and are a master at marketing, speaking, and crafting your message. You are a powerful portal for channeling and allowing spirit to communicate with you and others. You hold a lot of wisdom about communication, language, and manifestation. Um, and you have a different manifestation method, style, and tool for everything that you manifest. You're open. You are open to the process being different every time. Mm. Whereas somebody with a defined throat, as far as the manifestation process might go, um, have a very fixed, this is what works for me to call in what I desire. And that's what they do all the time. Okay, got it. Um, but you're open to like all the different tools, all the different ways. For sure. Utilizing what feels right in that moment. Um, when you're in alignment, you allow your voice to be a reflection of the group you are around. You never force yourself to say something just for the sake of saying it. You don't feel pressured to speak. Um, mm. And you surrender completely to manifestation process and allow your manifestations to flow through you. When you're out of alignment, you feel the pressure to overcompensate, mm -hmm. talk over people, interrupt, and interject. That you is so true. You feel pressure to speak and will say something just to say it. So like if you're in a situation God, and so you feel like I have to say something even though you have nothing to say but you feel like you're forced to like contribute or speak up. That you're, just that happened to me. out of alignment. Like maybe a few months ago. And I thought like, why are you, I, I think I even said out loud. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm talking. Like, I don't even know why <laughs> I'm talking. I don't really have anything like, to say. I don't have anything to say, but I'm just fucking talking. Why am I yeah. talking? And that's usually when you find yourself in a situation of I probably shouldn't have said that or like that right. wasn't even what I really feel or like it's so, you end up having some sort of regret over what Ooh, you voiced. Yeah. Because it's all out of alignment for you. Oh, that's so crazy. You're uncomfortable with being the center of attention when you're out of alignment. So mm -hmm. you don't want people for focused sure. on you. Um, yeah. When I'm aligned, I'm like, I don't mind that. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. 
Okay, G Center. We're coming to your G Center, which okay. is the center of identity. Okay. It's, it's also self-love, magnetism, and direction. There's this thing called the magnetic monopole. It's a one-directional magnet that is within us that pulls everything that we're a vibrational match for to us. Okay. Um, it's also, without going too far into human design, the concept of it because it gets so complex, but it's kind of what holds everything together for Got it. us. It's like our internal magnet. Um, also, I was telling you, it represents the liver and the blood. Okay. Okay. Um, so And that's is, in the G center? Yes. Okay. So you are undefined. Um, you have an ever-changing concept of self and purpose. <laughs> Who you are and where you're going. Now, some people will hear that and be like, great, like, so I don't have an identity and, like, they feel like they're in crisis. But that's a good thing. It can be a really beautiful thing. You can play many different roles in your lifetime and you can shift. And so, like, whatever group of people you're in, you can shift yourself into the role that's appropriate for that group. And oh, that's yeah. It's a really wonderful thing. So you, For sure. I think you have the power and you're still being authentic to yourself. It's not like some people will hear that and they're like, oh, so she's fake or she's putting on a show. Right. No, you're being your authentic self, but you're able to. You're like, shifting. You're shifting. You're able to meld and mold yourself into what fits and what works. Right. And makes it the most harmonious for you and all others around you. Yeah. Which I think is a, such a beautiful thing. No, for sure. You know, usually if I'm in like a group, a lot of times I'll take like a mom type of role a lot of times. And yeah. I like all throughout my life, people have always been like, oh, here's the leader or like mom <laughs> or something like that, you know? Yeah. But um, but recently I went to an event with Michelle for NFTs and I don't really know anything about NFTs. I probably know more than I know more than the average Joe, but I don't yeah, no know more than me. I know more I'm than like, most. I don't even know what it is. People, I feel it's a really easy concept, but you I know mo- more than <laughs> most. Yeah. But in that space, I'm in a space with, you know, twenty to thirty other people who are deep within that NFT culture. Yeah. So I, not that I felt inferior, but it wasn't my playground. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I did take a little more like reserved role, um, whereas normally I'm either like a leader, I'm like the center or I'm like taking care. Like that's where I find comfort. But in this, I was like more of a backseat. I didn't very, I didn't talk very much. Like I, you know, interacted with a few people, but whatever. Anyways, um, what I'm basically saying is like, yeah, I definitely felt myself shift. And I was like, I even kind of was like, overanalyzing it I was like am I like shrinking yeah was I like should I have been more outgoing or like actually I think what what it really was was like I was like oh like because we exchange obviously social media as while we're there and I'm like are people gonna think that I'm like not really when they meet me in person right they have because of I was in that role not as confident seeming Mm -hmm. but then they see me online are they gonna be like oh like She's a confidence queen. Like, she didn't seem confident at all, you know? But I think confidence can also be quiet. But yes, um, you can have an air of confidence. And maybe you took on more of a student role in right. that situation, which is great because you didn't, you were out of your realm. You didn't know anything or uh, not anything, but you didn't know as much as they knew. So right. you're there in the capacity to learn and absorb. Right. Which necessitates somebody to be a little bit more backseat. For sure. Yeah, I and you came were to the able to recognize that. 
Like, you ever go to a place where somebody is there and they don't, um, they don't really know anything about anything having to do with the situation they're in, but they're still, like, the loudest person in the room. Oh so then everybody's looking at them like, oh, my God. Like, How annoying. What are you even talking about, dude? Shut up. Yes, like, exactly. You don't make sense and yeah. you clearly don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That person, I would venture to say, one, yeah. has a defined G-center to where they are who they are no matter where they are and they don't adjust their role to fit the room. Right. Which is fine. But two, he's probably out of alignment also in his uh, um, throat center having to speak. Just to be spoken. Just to, just to speak, Yeah just met someone like that yeah yeah god I, that is like the most irritating type of person for me to meet I yeah feel. same rubs me the wrong way i'm like yeah Shh. i'm like why are you even like ta- like just why are you quiet. even talking to me i don't know like i know that's but so then mean, when but... you start to like learn more and you go on the journey yes. that both of us have been in like when you come across people like that too now instead of for me like yes i still have the judgments which we all do we're for human. sure we cannot forget with all the work that we're doing, at the end of the day, we're humans living right. a human existence and we're going to like resort to like human existent right. things, things, like judging. Um, but then you can like catch yourself and be like, okay, well, like clearly like something's out of alignment for this guy. He's either uncomfortable or insecure, like something's not feeling right for right. him and that's why he's behaving this way. And yeah. I, it's funny that I use this example of some theoretical person that doesn't exist and I make it a guy (laughs) that's really really telling about me I don't know how come I didn't make it a girl well I feel like in my situation it was a guy too and I was just like what is like what I and I think I even said that I'm like okay so I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt for a little bit and I'm like okay whatever you know like entertaining him talking it's like we're walking out of somewhere, Renee and I, and he just stops us and just like starts just exploding. You're like, and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, so then by the time, like, you know, 15 minutes into this explosion, I'm like, look, I know why you came over here. You needed to, you know, basically for lack of better terms, I'm like, you needed to swing your dick around and try to like fucking tell us that how we're, you know, living and how you think that we should live and all this stuff. But get a, guess what? Like, I don't give a fuck. Renee's entertaining you because he won't cut someone off because he'll, he thinks it's interesting for to see how long someone goes. Yeah. But I don't know what your problem is. I don't know why you're like attracted to us and talking to us about this, but get away. Yeah. <laughs> We're like done. it's annoying yeah like we're done with it We've reached our threshold yes like i'm gonna cut it off now because i can't mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways and you're well within your right but it's like a i feel like a lot of times maybe you're thinking of it with guys because yes they like to like swing their dicks around and be like ah, like because yeah. it's conditioned too that's how they're conditioned yes. to be they're told that's how they're supposed to be. Yes. And when they're not really that authentically, I think then it comes out in in an overcompensatory compensating. I don't know. Compens- compensating? Hmm. They Com- overcompensate. Yeah. Compensatory. <laughs> I'm like, let me sound super intellectual and make up a word that does not exist. Ah! <laughs> I do that all the time. But yeah, so it, they come out like in in, in an overly aggressive, like right. overcompensating way. Because they think like this is their this is their perception, their idea, their conditioning of how a guy should be. Yeah, that's true. And it's like, well, 
clearly that's not you. Yeah. Because if it was you, it wouldn't be coming out so forced. It would be yes natural. Yeah. And we would probably be able to digest it a lot and better. And then you would be able to leave the convo. Yes. Because that's what the thing Instead is. I was po- like, po- why is this it. like, why is this convo continuing? Like, if you yeah. wanted to just because his whole thing in this thing was like, <laughs> oh, I just wanted to like give you guys a compliment. Like, I loved your shirt. And I'm like, okay, then then just give the compliment and like then right we should be able to walk away but why do we feel like we're imprisoned in this convo right now yeah. because you want to like continue Some insecurities and, yeah. and alignment issues happening yeah, yeah for Ugh. sure i can't with that stuff sometimes i know it gets hard because it's like well one you're in my space and you're directly impacting my life and like now i think being more like doing this work you it's so like so clear when someone is just like doing it for certain reasons it's like clearer to see or Mm -hmm. quicker to see and so I'm like it's almost like yeah I have more patience for it but I also can pick it up way quicker so I'm like okay like when I'm trying to diffuse it in a few different ways and you're not picking up I'm like okay that's enough now like I see obviously that you're not not you know receptive yeah I was gonna say resilient (laughs) They are resilient in their pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, God, Relentless. I'm like, shut up, Alicia. Okay. Know. So um, because you're undefined, labels. Labels are not for you. Okay. So things like um, also things that are difficult for you would be like writing a short bio, mm. a sh- keyword short. Oh, yeah. Um, and answering <laughs> questions like who are you, what do you do, et cetera. Mm. Because you're so many things. Yeah, for sure. So it's it might be hard for you. Um, okay. <laughs> So when you're in alignment, you do allow yourself to shift and become whomever your environment and situation in life is asking you to be. So like, okay, yeah. when you were in that situation and you felt yourself taking more of a back seat, that was actually in alignment for you because that's what the situation called for. Right. But then second guessing that was out of alignment. Yeah, for sure. Um, you play multiple roles for different people while maintaining excellent boundaries around not becoming someone you do not want to be. So you might be... See, and this is when you're in alignment, like the same example of you were at that NFT thing um, and you took on a role because of what you felt the environment called for. Right. But you still, you there's there's the line of taking on that role but still maintaining who you are. Right, right. So when you, if, if that was truly an aligned move, you would have felt still authentic right. and not have second guessed. Right, okay. Um, so that could tell you that maybe you were shrinking a little bit. Maybe you felt some intimidation or some right. fears or something around there. Um, because if, if taking the back seat because maybe you were there in like a learning capacity was something that was in alignment and authentic to you, you still would have done it in like your confident way. way. Right. And you wouldn't have been like, well, are they going to think like I'm not confident now? Right. Okay. Um, and you're selective with who you spend time with knowing that they can influence you. So definitely not spending time with that dude. Um, out of alignment, trying too hard for others to see your potential. Ah, and see how amazing you are. Constantly in search of the label and the box to put yourself in. So I mm. think like not accepting that you're able to play different roles or have kind of different quote unquote identities. You're trying to like pinpoint one for yourself. Right. You're trying to label yourself and put yourself in a I'm box. I'm gonna be the this girl. Because mm-hmm, yeah. you feel like that's how you're supposed to be. Well, that's out of alignment. Right. You. Okay. Um, and feeling like you're unlovable unless you're put in a box mm. or defined like that. Um, and overachieving to feel like you're enough oh, yeah. is out of alignment for yeah. you. 
Ego Center. This one hits home for me on so many levels, and I feel like it might for you too, because um, only 35% of the population has the center defined, and it's the center of willpower and self-worth. Okay. And I feel like we live in a world that praises and celebrates willpower. Yeah, for sure. 65% of us don't have consistent access to willpower. Right. That means 65% of us are conditioned to feel like we're failures because we yeah. don't have the willpower. That to me is mind blowing and freeing to realize. For sure. Like, A, I'm not alone, and B, it's okay. I'm when I realized that, like, willpower. a lot of the reasons that I wasn't achieving my goals wasn't because of willpower was like very freeing yeah it was like oh my god it's not because i'm not committed yeah it's because of something else it's because whatever right yeah. it's because like i'm tying my self-worth into this or i'm tying something else into this or i'm doing it for the wrong reason or whatever you know yeah um, when i realized it wasn't just me trying to work super hard and not being able to i was like oh fuck, yeah that was freeing yeah totally okay so what is mine um, you're undefined. Okay, what is defined mind. in me? Because I'm like, I'm like undefined on everything pretty much, right? Yeah, we haven't hit any of your defined yet. Okay, okay, I was just wondering. You do have some. Okay, I, otherwise I would be a reflector. Otherwise you'd be a reflector. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, we just haven't hit them yet. We'll get there. So undefined. Cultivating self-worth is a process for you. Same. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um. It may require time and deconditioning for you to learn what you really want in life. You are not designed to force things to happen, but rather to surrender and allow your desires to flow to you. You burn out easily if you're doing work that's not in alignment. You find your, you may find yourself over-promising and under-delivering, mm. especially if the promises are out of alignment for you. You thrive when you delegate and mm. you need a team around you. Um... In alignment for an undefined ego center, uh, you give yourself permission to have desires. You allow your desires to come to you. You let go of the need to compete with others. And you know you are worthy and have nothing to prove. prove. You're here to be successful without force. Love that. Out of alignment, you're constantly trying to prove something to yourself or others. That was me for so long. Me too. It's hit me so hard. You make promises that are out of alignment. Yes, that was me too. People pleaser. Uh-huh. Yeah, very much so. You overextend yourself to the point of physical damage to yourself and your health. Mm -hmm. If you do not stick to a consistent routine and show up every day, you feel like a failure. Ding, 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 ding for me. Yeah. That one was huge. You undercharge because you do not feel like the value Ugh. you provide is enough. That's a good one. And you feel self-doubt. Yeah. I was like, when I read all of these out of alignments, this this was what hit me so freaking hard i was like yeah i this is where so much of my conditioning lies is yeah in my ego center yeah and it's so crazy to me that we live in this world that conditions us to feel this way when such a vast majority of us aren't designed to feel yeah. this way like how did this happen that yeah means the, whoever defined the definitions whatever of our, the standards for our society must have had a defined ego center well also <laughs> it's probably much easier for us to put those labels on instead of understanding instead of just saying 
hold on, let me rephrase that. So it's probably easier for, instead of us understanding that there's different ways that people do things and that being acceptable, society in general wants like a black and white answer, mm-hmm. right? Think about like political parties, one, you know, there's one, two, yes. maybe three, Yeah. right? They want like a black or white answer for a lot of things. And so many times that's in the gray mm-hmm. and, or it's different. Mm-hmm. And, but if we could say like, oh, you have willpower power or you don't. Yeah. It could just be like, oh, fuck. Like, okay, well then you don't. And so let's praise the ones that do because they're the ones getting shit done, you know? Yeah. Because they have more willpower. Yeah. So it's like, it's easier for us to just put this, these two things into these two boxes and us to decide on these two boxes versus thinking like, well, it could be outside those boxes. It could mm-hmm. be over here or it could be a combination of two, two of those. And it is so outside the box. Of and course. Like, just because you don't have willpower doesn't mean you can't get shit done. It's yeah. It's like you just have to go about it in a different way. In a different way. way. You can't rely on just being like, oh, I'm giving up ice cream. Right. And that's that. You yes. have to like actually like – you can give up the ice cream, but you can't do it just by saying I'm going to give up the ice cream and I'm going to will myself to never eat it again. Yeah. You have to – That's how Renee is. I bet you. I bet defined. you. Defined. Mm-hmm. He sounds defined to me. He's I'm, very – We're going to look him up. We're, we're sitting here talking about him, and at the end of this, we're going to look yeah. him up and see. He's very like – he's not black and white on everything. He can see other perspectives, um, but which with a lot of things – but for things like that, he'll just will it. Like yeah. he will just say like, so that's why when um, talking about like dieting and stuff like that, it was really hard for him to understand. Yeah. Like very hard. My husband's defined as well. Yeah. In I fact, feel like that's manly. My husband is completely defined. He does not have a single undefined center. Ah! Which I'm like, how is it? Like, how does that feel to walk into a crowd and not pick up anybody else's thoughts or feelings or anybody else's like you're so and it's not like he's shut off or shut down and no it's not yeah like he doesn't have empathy or sympathy for people or anything like that like he's not like a robot but like it doesn't affect him renee and i i am bet. so heavily affected and it's like only in recent history that like now that i'm aware and i'm learning to set the boundaries right. but before i would take on other people's shit and allow it to define me and ruin me yes and Renee I would, is had so, myself convinced it was my own. So good at that that he can even do it with people that are extremely close to him. Yeah. Like me, his mom, his dad. Like yeah. he doesn't take that on at all. It's so crazy. Like when I got closer to him, you know, and I was like, how are you like, how do you do that? I don't know. It's hard. Mind blowing to me. Mind blowing. And I think like sometimes I'm like, that would be so nice. It is. It is. But then I'm like, but at the same time, the whole basis of human design is not one is better than the right. other. We're all balanced to bring harmony to this world. So, And he, that's probably why he has no desire to coach anyone on it, on, on anything, mm-hmm. is because he's like, well, whatever. I'm not taking on their shit. Mm-hmm. It's not that he's mad about it, but he's just like, well, whatever. Like, It just doesn't, he doesn't allow it to like penetrate him he's like the least reactive person that i know i love that oh my god i'm so curious to look him up okay we'll get there okay so i know i'm like i could go on forever i mean we're gonna go on forever we know this right yeah so (laughs) you're like yeah i just looked at the clock yep it's now friday (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> okay, so the solar plexus center. Um, this is the center of emotional intelligence, okay. emotional processing, emotional filtering. It's our emotional authorities. Um, it's both an awareness center and a motor center, so you actually get like sustainable energy from it too. Yours is undefined, as is mine, which means you are a true empath. Mm, okay. A lot of people describe themselves as empaths, um, but 51% of the population has this defined. So oh, in my opinion, I now I don't know if this is a widely accepted opinion. This is my opinion. Okay. I don't believe that people are true empaths unless they have this center open or okay. undefined. Um, because an empath, the very definition of being an empath means you're taking on other people's emotions. You're feeling their emotions, their their feelings whatever so deeply and you can you have you actually if you're not careful will take them on as your own well you can only do that if you're undefined or open in your solar plexus right yeah um and there are some people that have told me like oh i'm an empath and i'm like you might be sympathetic to what i'm feeling but i don't think you're feeling what i'm feeling and let me tell you girl i feel (laughs) i feel what you feel to my core my husband can't have an ounce of annoyance without me being like, I feel that. Like, I feel it. I know you're annoyed. Don't tell me nothing's wrong. Don't pull, play that oh, game yeah. with me. Because I can feel, like, I, I can't even explain it to you. I just feel it, and it's giving me anxiety. So, oh, for sure. Like, just tell me. You know? Or, like, yeah. if he's, like, he's an actor. Poor guy. <laughs> I I look at what he struggles with as an actor and I wouldn't wish it upon anybody, but he loves it. He's, you know, it's for him. It's not for me. But there's a lot of rejection and there's a lot of mind fuckery that comes with being yeah, an actor. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes he'll internalize it, but I'll feel him internalizing it. I'll feel it. I'll feel whatever rejection he's feeling or whatever he's emoting and whatever he's going through internally whatever strife he has and i'm like oh this air is heavy what is wrong with you yeah nothing nothing nothing's wrong i'm fine and i'm like no like we know like i'm like i feel like i'm wading through like a uh, like mud it's yes. so thick in here with your emotions so like just tell me yeah but like he doesn't feel that from me unless yeah. he's physically seeing me like sobbing or whatever like he doesn't feel that i'm feeling something so because he's defined um so yes i could go on about like this center hits home with me a lot the way the ego center does yeah um so you're highly sensitive highly emotional and you take on all the feelings of everybody um sometimes you don't know why you're feeling what you're feeling and when that happens those feelings are not coming from you I remember this when I first read that about being an undefined solar plexus. I remember one time in college, um, I was pouring a glass of orange juice. I had five roommates, and I was in the kitchen, and they were all around. And I was pouring myself a glass of orange juice, and I just started sobbing. And they're like, what's wrong? Why? And I was just crying, going, I don't know why. I didn't know why. Really? Now I'm wondering, okay, which one of my – there were five girls there. Yeah. Which one of my five roommates was going through something? Because I clearly was picking it up. Yeah. So it's, um, but I didn't know. I didn't have the language or the knowledge right, to like to understand. understand what was happening. So I just thought something was wrong with me. Yeah, that's and crazy. I didn't know what it was. 
Um, so yes, when you're in alignment, you can hold space for deep emotional healing in others. You have boundaries around other people's feelings and you know when to not take them on as your Yeah, that, um, you know, Michelle used to always say that to me, or she probably still does, but I, she was the first person that I heard use that language. I'm holding space for you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it almost like made me uncomfortable. I was like, you don't have to do that. Like, that's weird. Like, <laughs> that's not she's necessary. Like, <laughs> she's like, no, I just want to let you know, like, whatever. And then now I totally understand what she means. Yeah. 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 Um, you experience emotions judgment free when you're in alignment, mm. which is great. I think it's such a beautiful place to be. Um, and you embrace cool. You sorry. You embrace your cool, calm, collected nature and know when it's time to let go of other people's emotions. So here's what's interesting about undefined solar plexus is your tendency is to be cool, calm, and collected. But most of us who are undefined or open don't feel that way. Right. Like that is the last way I would describe myself. Yeah, me too. Calm and collected. Me too. But you actually are. It's just that you're always taking on these other emotions. So it's really learning to differentiate, like, that's not mine. Right. That's not mine. And having this talk with yourself of, like, okay, whatever I'm feeling, if you can't pinpoint where it's coming from, it's not yours. Right. So you need to say, like, that's not my sadness. That's not my anger. That's not my disappointment. That's not my stress. And let it go. Right. And you'll return back to your cool, calm, collected self, which I find very interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> when you are out of alignment, you actually have a fear of emotions, not Ooh. feeling anything at all or feeling too much. As such, you will either, if you depending on what your fear is, if you have a fear of not feeling anything, then you will seek out things that make you feel like drama, gossip, um, like high adrenaline activities, things like that, <laughs> reality TV, like yeah. anything that's going to trigger an emotional response yeah. because you fear not feeling anything. Um, if you, if your fear is of feeling too much, then you'll do things to numb your emotions, like drinking, drugs, um, whatever vice that people may have to diminish emotion or numb emotion. That's where that tends to come from. Interesting. Um, seeking external circumstances to feel something. I will feel X when I have Y. Yeah. Um, and then fearing and avoiding confrontation or conflict. Is when That's out of alignment. Out of alignment. Yeah. That was so me. I would always avoid oh my conflict God. at all costs. I could not confront anything. Yeah. To that the point, to like, if too. I needed to return a shirt that didn't so, fit, I had to make my husband do it because I wanted to avoid the confrontation. Yeah. No, i totally been there. <laughs> okay. Sacral center. Okay. You're defined. Finally. <laughs> okay. So the sacral center, 65 to 70% of the population has it defined. So you're right in keeping. It's one of the four motor centers and it's the body's prime energy motor, which of okay, course is a generator. You have that defined because okay. um, it's where you get your energy to like do things keep going to yeah. keep going yeah like your actual physical energy right okay um because you know energy is used so interchangeably and i found this confusing for a long time for sure but, like emotional energy is different in like physical you know, energy like your 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 mental energy you know etc right this is this is the actual 
energy in terms that most people think of energy and that is in its physical form okay um center of life force pleasure creativity um it's the largest motor center in the body and is recharged by rest play pleasure and satisfaction so um it's recharged by rest of course but also it's recharged by things that give you pleasure that light you up things that are in your um alignment so your signature so things that bring you satisfaction will actually recharge your battery okay got it um so defined you have access to sustainable energy are here to take action and get things done it's important you only do the things that light you up to keep your battery charged um you'll always find the energy for whatever is in alignment for you when you're in alignment you are a joy to be around and are extremely magnetic you make the world a more pleasant joyful playful place to be in alignment, you only do things that are fun and pleasurable for work. Work and pleasure are meant to coexist. You are responding to what is happening in the now and not planning too far into the future. You follow your gut and have a really good instinct on where to spend your energy and you feel super excited about the things that you are doing. When you're out of alignment, you experience burnout on a regular basis. Mm. Um, feeling drained, feeling burnt out, that's not something a generator should be feeling. So that's clearly you're doing something that's out of alignment Got it. for you. Um, if you're doing you when you're out of alignment, you are doing work that's deeply unfulfilling or unsatisfying for Ooh, you. Yeah. Just because you think you should. There's that conditioning. Yeah. Should be doing it. You say yes to things that don't light you up out of social obligation. So that is mine's undefined. Really? <laughs> yes. I am undefined. I don't have any of my motor centers defined. I have no access to physical energy. Interesting. Hmm. That's where the lazy procrastinator comes from. Um, So, but that's actually not the terms that I would use to describe myself. Yeah, but the societal terms. That's where that conditioning also came from. So root center, you are defined in your root center. Okay. It's both a pressure center and a motor center. So pressure as in you feel pressure to do. Oh, yeah. And motor center as in you have a driving life force in there, like um, an ex- uh, sorry, um, a physical energy okay. within it. It's the center of adrenaline, pressure, and evolution. Um, it contains the drive to grow, learn, evolve, and improve. It allows you to cope with stress. It represents the adrenal system. Hmm. Um, when you have a defined root center, you have consistent sense of internal pressure to get things done. You thrive off productivity and tend to be a very produ- productive person. You enjoy high-intensity workouts to help you release pressure. I'm the opposite. I do <laughs> not enjoy high-intensity workouts. But for you, it's a very it's a necessity because you, especially with your defined sacral and your defined root, a, you need that. Um, high intensity exercise pretty much daily because one your sacral you need to like discharge the excess energy in it or you won't be able to sleep at night Um, and your root you need to um, you need to like help you release that pressure so like when you're feeling any sort of pressure or stress or overwhelm a workout will help you yeah yeah it doesn't help me (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, really weird. I only noticed that in the past, like, maybe year or two that I was, like, oh, my God, this really helps with, like, my anxiousness around working. 
and getting more done. Like I was yeah. always like, oh, I need to get more done, get more done, get more done. Like I don't have enough hours in the day. But when I wouldn't work out, it was worse. Mm-hmm. Like putting in that like hour to like go and like even I don't really do too much like hit type of workouts anymore just because it's like taxing on my body. But being in there and like having um like a loud music for myself and being like, like I have Movement. to have the adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if I don't have the adrenaline, then like, like doing a yoga workout. Oh my God. Kill me. Like kill me. I, See, I love that it. wouldn't, it, it would be, um, like I, I like yoga for certain parts. Right. But, but it I wouldn't do, be enough to discharge the energy you need right. to discharge. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I, um, and I keep saying like, <laughs> you can see that this is like a, almost a trigger point for me, um, because it's something that I've struggled with my whole life. Um, because I look at like, uh, like for example, I've ran three marathons in my lifetime. That's crazy. Um, not crazy that you did it crazy, like amazing. Not thank like you. you're crazy. <laughs> I don't know how I did it. So, like, now looking back, I'm like, how did I do that? But I do notice – I noticed two things about the fact each time I trained for one and completed one. One, I almost never or very rare occasions completed any training runs on my own. Oh, I always, with the I, Well, I, I would sign up. The only way I could do a marathon is signing up with a training group. Um, but you have, like, one designated weekly group run. Yeah. And then you're supposed to do, like, three to four yeah, yeah, yeah. runs on your own, right? I've done a half. So, so I or couldn't, if you have, Zach, I could almost never do, the or if I did the ones on my own, it'd be like one or two miles and I'd be done. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm supposed to be running like five miles today. And I'm like, I cannot run five miles today. Are you people crazy? Yeah. But then the group mile with the group run would be like a 12 mile run. And like, I could do it. I was spent for the next two days after, but I could do it. And I realize now, well, yeah, because I probably was surrounded by generators and manigens and I was feeding off their sacral energy. And that was what was allowing me to complete that run as long as I had them next to me. I did notice that if I at all like slowed down from my pace group or like I had to stop to go to the bathroom and then catch up, I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't. And I would nine times out of ten give up. And like there were times I Ubered home. So I, I, re- I realized without knowing why that I had to stay with my group at all costs. Right. I had to stay with my group at all costs. So I would not finish the run. Um, and then every time I ran a marathon, Did I you was, run with somebody? Always. I always ran with a group. Um, when it was done, I was wrecked. Oh, for which sure. Which everybody's sore. Yes, I get that. But like wrecked to the point of once the soreness went away, I just couldn't get off the couch. Right. Like... I no longer had achy muscles or like blistered feet, but I couldn't move. I just wanted to sleep or watch TV and have like like, lazy days. Drained. Drained. Just mentally, emotionally, physically. Yeah, everything. Everything wiped out. Um, And then I literally wouldn't run and I wouldn't exercise, period. And then like a year would go by and I'd be like, oh, I'm gaining weight again. Like I need to like lose weight and here and, I go back into the so yeah. then I would sign myself up for another one yeah and it would be like this vicious cycle yeah um and I always would hear people on our group runs would be like oh man I was so upset or frustrated or stressed or whatever or like I was feeling and I just really went for a down run. and then I went for a run and I felt so good or like I didn't want to do the run but then like 10 minutes into it then I got all this energy and I'm like when will that effect ever kick in for me yeah and it never did. And again, 
because conditioning, my immediate go-to is something's wrong with me. Right, right. How come I can't, like, use this as a stress release? How come I can't refuel my energy by working out? Yeah. And now I know why. Yeah. Because I'm not designed to be that way. Um, But it's still, like, a trigger point for me because I always look at that and I'm like, man, I wish I was like that. I really want to be like that. Yeah, but wishing to be, like... I'm learning to embrace yeah. the way I am. Because that will never get us anywhere. It's never going to get us anywhere. And that's why, like, I, you know, I've talked to you um, a little bit about, like, now I take daily hikes and I, like, listen to my books when, I, when I'm right. walking. And that it gives me incentive to go because I love, like, I love reading. So, like, now I'm combining both by doing an audio book. Um, and so I've found that, like, okay, that's a great way for me to move my body and feel good about myself and get some exercise without, like, depleting my battery. Right. And um, recharging it. Yeah. Instead. So, like, now I'm finding what works for yeah. me. But I just now have found that. Yeah. So this is, like, a relatively new thing. <laughs> and I'm just trying to embrace. And I'm like, okay, I need to, like, stretch. I need to be gentle with my body and find a way to move it and, and maintain health. In but a way in that a works way for you. That it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. It got yeah. me thinking too about a lot of personal trainers out there. I started to think like how many have projectors or reflectors as clients or do they or manifestors or do they really only have many gens and gens? Like or if they had a projector as a client, did that client fall off pretty quickly and stop training right. with them? It made me think. Because, you know, a trainer is like, go, 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 like do the workout, like feel the burn. Like, but not all trainers. Not all trainers. No. I'm not like that as a trainer. I think you'd be amazing as a trainer. Thank you. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure you're amazing. <laughs> like as a I am a trainer. <laughs> no, but yeah. um, I'm not like that as a trainer. So we have um, at our gym, you know, the owner is like a high intensity go, go, go person um, as a trainer. Yeah. That's his trainer personality. So the people that are attracted to him as a, as a trainer, not me. Yeah. I, even though I like to go, 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 like someone yelling at me is not effective. No. Like I yeah. don't like it. So I'm just like, no. But his wife, what, someone I trained with for a long time, she is not that way. She's a more soft, gentle, um, not soft. Like she still pushed me. Yeah. But she's more relaxed in her approach. So she was someone who I was more attracted to to work with. Yes. And same thing for – that's why, like, when I was at a corporate gym and they're, like, we're all, like, competing as trainers. I'm, like, yeah, it's so stupid it's... because everybody has a different – not only am I, like, going to be working with a different client in my preference. You know, I want to work with a woman. I want to, tra- to train someone dur- to do weight loss or get strong. Yeah. Not only that, but also our personality types are not going to work for for every single person. Yeah. So why are we competing? It's something so personal. It cannot be a one-size-fits-all. Fit but also it's in the type of workout. Too. Yeah. No, I see what you're like, saying. As but a like, trainer, I think this would be great knowledge for people to have because if you're a trainer and you're trying to get somebody to do like a high-intensity workout and then you find out they're a projector – then you can be like, okay, let's regroup and figure out how we can help you achieve your um, physical um, fitness goals. goals, but in a way that won't deplete you and burn you out. So that right. way you can stick with it. So like maybe Ooh, it's yeah, incorporating for sure. more breaks and being less of a like, you know. Drill like, sergeant. Yeah. 
um, and allowing them the breaks to sit down or to like recharge in some way. And maybe it's incorporating more stretching and things like that and right. less super high intensity. Yeah. Um, so just like something I thought could be an interesting application of it. At that hit, It hit me the other day on my hike because I was hiking up this street. I say hike, but I'm not actually like in like the hills Nature. or anything. Yeah. It's like a street that we have in our neighborhood that like literally goes at such a steep incline. Yeah. Um, that that's what I'm doing right now. But I was passing by this guy and I pass him by if I'm at around the same time every morning. He clearly goes to this. He's clearly a trainer and he's going to this house to his client because he's unloading like his equipment and right. stuff. And like I, I remember the first time I walked by him, I thought like. I wonder if he's like looking at me and being like, uh, girl, like, like you need to do a workout, workout. Like this isn't a workout. You know what I mean? Like right. l- judging. Of course, I had the fear of ju- the judgment right. of like he's going to look at me hiking as my form of exercise and think like it's not enough. Right. Like, you clearly need more. <laughs> like, yeah, but I don't then, think so. And then I had the thought and they, I'm sure he wasn't even thinking that he probably didn't even notice me. But like that was my judgment thing. But then I started like thinking about it and I was like. You know, it could be useful for him to know how his client is physically designed to be. Right. Okay. Yes, because we were talking about high-intensity workouts to help you release Yes, pressure. yes, 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 yes. And then we went off on a tangent for like an hour. <laughs> Seriously. Moral of the story okay. is. Um, so... You thrive off of goal setting and are obsessed with growth, evolution, <laughs> and ascension. If you're not growing, you pretty much feel like you're dying. Yes. Totally. Um, so defined root center when you're in alignment, you take the time to rest between projects to stop and recharge. Okay. You own your ambitious nature and you're good at managing stress and you share those techniques with others. You have a good exercise routine that helps you relieve pressure. Mm. When you're out of alignment, you go, 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 just for the sake of going. You fear that if you take the time oh, to God. rest, you will oh, God. lose oh, momentum. God. Is that you? But here's the thing. It's impossible for you to lose a momentum. It's I can't speak. It is impossible for you to lose momentum with a defined route. Okay. So Why? when you find yourself feeling like if I stop, I'm going to lose momentum, that is you being out of alignment. Oh. Because that is not your truth. So, aha. Yeah, that is a aha. Um, <clears throat> you, when you're out of alignment, you may have the feeling of if I stop doing X, then I will stop getting Y. For or sure. Like stop, y will stop flowing to me. Yep. Um, and you feel, you may hold shame or feel shame around your ambitious ambitions or being ambitious. And you may downplay your nature, causing you to underachieve when you're out of alignment. Wow. Wow, that was a big Resonating? One. Yeah. Okay. That's something I used to tell Brianna all the time. Because she would be like, why don't you just take a day off? And I'm like, I do not have time for this. Like, I do not have time to take momentum. a day off. Like, are you kidding me? I can't take a day off. I'm just starting to get my footing. I just figured out what the fuck I want to do. Like, no. Like, how could I take a day off? <clears throat> but, like, I'm dying to take a day off. Plus, <laughs> mm-hmm. time is a, con- a social construct. Yeah, I know. It's man-made. It does not exist. You have all the time in the world. True. <laughs> okay. Splenic center. Um, 53% of the population has this defined. It's one of the three awareness centers. It is the center of intuition, instincts, fear, time, immunity. It is a primal survival-based center. Okay. 
which means that a lot of the things that you feel could be like associated with the splenic center could be i almost want to say out of date because you know how like the ego mind the whole point of the like you've have you heard of like the terms ego mind versus your subconscious and the whole point of the ego mind was to keep you safe and protected when we lived in a time where we needed to just survive right right and now that that's in modern times that's no longer necessary a lot of the fears and like quote unquote fears and dangers that the ego mind is quote unquote protecting you from they don't really exist right i feel like um because the splenic center this is my interpretation I feel like because the splenic center is a center for fear and it is so primal and survival based that a lot of times when you're feeling fears associated, it's just outdated. It's like it's taking you back to like primal, primal times. And so um, just something to noodle. Yeah. Um, Okay. So with the defined splenic center, you have a consistent sense of intuition consistent sense of intuition okay and fear and physical awareness you're very in tune with your surroundings and how they physically impact you for sure which is great because it makes you less likely to get sick or physically hurt Mm -hmm. you have a strong sense of what's healthy for you and what is not and you have a strong immune system you are designed to be in the moment and your sense of timing is right now and with the defined splenic center you just know things you don't know how you know, but you just know. So you might find yourself feeling that. And like, well, how do you know that? I don't know. I just, I have this feeling. I right. know. That's coming from your splenic center. Okay. Um, <clears throat> with the defined splenic center, you're in alignment when you value your own intuition over the opinions of others and logic. So your gut, your instincts, okay. your intuition is telling you something. And you hold that in higher value than somebody saying, well... No, you shouldn't do that. Or oh, logic saying, I see. Like, no, you shouldn't do that. But your gut's like, yes, I should. When For you're sure. in alignment, you value what that gut's telling you. Okay, got it. Um, you have a strong connection to your inner voice. You radiate health on a cellular level. You do not hold on to things past the point of them no longer serving you. Mm. You process any fears and emotions coming up before leaning in and listening to your intuition. Um, you have certainty in your success and high risk to- and high risk tolerance. When you're out of alignment, you're looking to others for certainty and advice instead of yourself. You distrust your own intuition. So when you know like you know like you know, but you don't trust it, right. that's out of alignment. Um, you need external proof that you're doing the right thing. Mm. So that validation point coming in. For sure. And you take risks to the point of putting yourself and others in danger. That's like pretty similar to ego, like you said. Mm -hmm. Like it resonates with ego as well. Yeah. That is your defined splenic center. Oh my gosh. And we've gone through your energy centers. Oh my gosh. Okay. So next we talk about the human design cognition using your super sense. So we all have different – we all have – the different senses but we all have one that's heightened oh okay that is considered our super sense okay and that is a lot of times the way we take in information um the way we might find comfort right um the way i'm using it in this book is specifically towards manifesting because that's kind of something i'm very passionate about so using it to like help you to consciously create the reality that you want and to like to live in your full alignment. Right. Yours is taste. 
taste. So, which made so much sense to me because I know you're a foodie. Yeah, I and am. And I know that, like, you love, you, like, you, you love to experiment with taste. Yeah. Um, so that I was like, yeah, that makes so much sense. Um, so just like in the context of food, how you need to nibble on different things to see if they're right for you, that you can apply to life. Okay, got it. You need to like taste things. It ties in with your personality profile too. Experience things to know that they're right for you. You like to try on a lot of different things. Um, And you're in the constant refinement of your palate. So constantly refining like what I like and what I don't like. Yeah. By tasting, by trying them. Um, Selecting things that provide the same satisfaction as an incredible bite of food. So um, when you're... When you're choosing things in life, like it, if it's the same feeling that you get when you bite into that delicious something, then you know that that is a good thing for you. Okay. Because you can compare that feeling. Okay. Um, when you're manifesting or trying trying to visualize what you want to call in or you're trying to consciously create your reality, what does it taste like to you? Like what would this desire taste like? Mm. What, what would I compare that to? And use that feeling and that sensation in your visualization. That is how you bring that into manifesting. Interesting. That's a really, like, different one. I didn't think it was going to be taste. Yeah. That it was going to be something with, um, I guess I wasn't, wait, I'm thinking of the senses. Sight. So for, for the cognition sense in human design, it's taste, smell. Okay. Touch. Feeling, like feelings, uh-huh. um, inner vision and outer vision. Okay. Then I guess taste is probably the most accurate. Yeah. I, it just struck me as like, yep, yeah, I could see that. Like sure. just knowing you online, it's so funny. Yeah, Isn't right? Funny? <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, that's her. <laughs> yeah, right? That's funny. So there's these arrows on our chart and um, there's been some research done around these arrows and like how they apply to your manifesting type so i've included that in the book because i thought that was super interesting so there are either specific or non-specific manifestors and active or passive and so these arrows tell you which type of manifestor you are which which works the best for you you are specific and active okay so meaning that you love the details and you connect the details so like for somebody who is non-specific, they might say, like, I want my dream house and I want it to feel open and airy and comfortable and I want it to feel luxurious and this. And you're like, I want to manifest my dream house and it has five bedrooms and six bathrooms and an office that has these color walls with this desk in it and this chair. And right. my kitchen has granite countertops and stainless steel appliances and, like, down to the freaking doorknobs. You love the detail, and that is what you use to call in what you want. Mm. Um, You have a unique relationship with the universe in which you can declare exactly what you want. So it's like you can get specific on the details. I want this specifically. I want this car with this color paint and these wheels and this these upgrades and this right and like and very specific. Call that in. Instead of just like, I want a luxury sports car. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, And you're active in your manifesting. So you enjoy participating in the process. 
you like the rituals and the processes that go along with it, the practices, and you feel fueled by them, like, I think for you, it's like knowing that you're participating in it and you're like making it happen is something that's fun for you. Right. And for keeps sure. you engaged in the process. Um, and you like to take inspired action as it comes. Like, it makes you feel like, okay, I'm taking that step closer. I'm making this stuff happen for me. For sure. Um, and you like to spend time focusing on your goals. Um, when you are in alignment and you're manifesting correctly, you know that the how is not your job, so you've released it, but you still really have fun in coming up with all the different ways oh, that yeah. how could happen. Um, whereas, like, for me, I'm, I am passive. So, like, I put what I – and I'm specific. So I'm like you. I'm very detail-oriented. So I'll say I want this dream house, and I'll go through and describe everything – but now I'm not going to think about how I'm going to get it. Like, oh. I'm just literally like, okay, that's what I want. I might, and like my cognition is inner vision. So I'm very good with like visualizing and, and everything and putting myself in there. So I might sit in meditation and visualize my dream home and all the details and see myself in there and put myself in there, both in third person watching, but then actually embody like I'm actually right. in it, touching things myself. Um, and then when I'm done, I'm done. And like I walk away and I'm not going to think about how I'm going to get it. I'm not going to, like, wouldn't it be cool if I earned enough money to do this? Or, like, uh, you know, like, yeah. think of all the different ways. Or, like, I won this or this happened. or I'm not going to think about that. I'm just going to trust that it's done. Yeah. And it will land in my lap when it's time for me. Interesting. Whereas you're going to start thinking about, like, ooh, so how can I get this? Yeah. And that's going to be Planning. fun for you. You're going to enjoy that. Right. Whereas with me, that might stress me out. Right. So that's the difference there. Um. That's that. So I do have a final thought that I want to say because I'm okay. a firm believer in this and this applies to human design as well. That in every modality, in every tool, in everything that we learn, nothing is one size fits all. For sure. So even if you are a generator, but there are things about being a generator that don't resonate with you, I say take what resonates and leave the rest. Yeah. Don't force yourself into... Being like, well, my human design says I have to be this way. That's not what my intention is with this at all. So I right. want to be very clear that with anything you learn, that it's always take what, what works for you, what resonates for you, what makes you happy, and take that and run. But if there's any piece of it that you're like, nah, that doesn't feel right, that doesn't fit, leave, leave it. it. Leave it. And Love that. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's all about just living happy. For sure. That's all I want for everybody. Love. So that's that. This is yours. You're really freaking expert in this. Thank you. I just want to say that. You are expert in this. You need to claim that. Thank you. You are an expert in this. <laughs> um, just the amount of like info that you gave and whoops and detail that you gave in all of that is just like extraordinary. Like I wasn't expecting so much and right. not in a bad way but I wasn't expecting it to be so in depth yeah so that was amazing um I definitely had that struggle at first when I started with human design I mean I even said it to you in the dms like yeah. I'm not an expert on this I'm not certified in it yeah because there are human design strategists and human design readers and whatever you call any of them that have gone through training and schooling and they're certified right I don't have that, and I probably will at some point because it's just in me to always want to learn and expand right. and grow in yeah. whatever field of study I happen to be obsessed with at the time. 
Um, but I have done so much reading and video watching and I've learned so much that, yes, I do consider myself an expert yeah. because it's also, I know that my human design dictates that that's exactly what I do as, yes. a, as a projector um, because we're seers. We see something and then we immediately like see the most efficient way and the mo- most digestible way to like process all of it and like package it up and like give it literally literally what I did yeah and so like after I had that conversation with you and I think I I probably used that disclaimer with one or two other people but then I I sat down and I started doing the I put in I was I had the book idea and I put in the research and I really committed myself to learning everything I could about human design um and then I put the book together and when it was all done I was like Fuck yeah, I'm an expert. I don't need somebody's fucking piece of paper to say yeah. that Jenna Garcilla has officially been certified. Like, I know what I'm talking about. Yes. And yes, I claim it now. Yes. I Hell yeah. yeah. Um, That was literally so interesting. So I think this can be, like, applied <clears throat> just like we were, show, like, giving examples of in the podcast is, like, this can be literally applied to just about every fucking job, situation, like, business point of life anything Mm -hmm. but that's exactly what jenna does is create your own booklet for you and give you like not she's not going to get give you a four-hour lecture on (laughs) this but i'm like looking at the uh, looking at our um our time on our podcast (laughs) timer and i'm like alicia shut up four hours in no but she's not going to give you a four-hour lecture but she is going to go through all of this with you in your own like booklet and basically break it down for you and show you just like we were talking about here, show you how to use it towards your benefit. You're offering that as of right now. I am. Yes. So when this airs, I will be in the thick of it. Um, This launch on launches on March 16th, March 16th. So when this airs on the 17th, it will have launched. Hell yeah. Yes. Yay. Um, It's called becoming aligned. I love it. Um, And it is all about helping, not helping, guiding you towards using your human design to thrive in your life and live in your alignment um, to live your best life. And becoming aligned is actually the service or what would you describe it as? Is it like a group program, a one-on-one? No. So it's a bundle. So you get a customized ebook that is created according to your unique human design chart coupled with a one-on-one intensive session with me where awesome we go through i i go through the ins and outs of your book and explain things where you have questions but also give you practical applications for your life awesome Um, yeah so it's i love that I think that's extremely valuable because even just the value that you gave me today, it's like having your personal like horoscope chart read to you and told, oh, hey, like use this in this way and use this this way and take this and know that you're doing the right thing. But even on a more like a higher level than a horoscope chart. So that's the only thing I can think of to like compare it to with that we would understand. Sometimes when I'm going through somebody's book and then I'm like, okay, so you're like blah, blah, blah. And you do this and like, beware of this in your life. And sometimes I'm like, 
I feel like an astrologer. Yeah. (laughs) It is kind of like that. I'm reading somebody's horoscope to them. Yeah. But it kind of feels that way. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's such a great, I keep saying cheat code for your life. It really is. It gives you like a a guidebook. It's like a, it's like an owner's manual. Yeah. And I think that's the best thing is that you have it like in a physical form and you you don't, you don't have to print it out, but you have it, you know, as a PDF to look back on and say like, okay, I understand I'm doing this because of this and here's where I can adjust. Yeah. Um, and you can look back on that. So I think that's super valuable. So I have one client who, um, she wrote to me not that long ago and said that after, um, we went through our one-on-one session. Like she had read the book first. We went through our one-on-one session and then she wrote to tell me that like ever since then, like she utilizes when she's feeling a certain way, like something like isn't feeling right or it's feeling off to her she'll go through and reference the energy centers in and out of alignment and be like oh wait there okay yeah right. I knew that sounded familiar I'm feeling out of alignment in my heart center so then she can like start to explore well, why am I feeling this way what's causing this blah 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 yeah and like do that make this shifts necessary or release something or whatever whatever it is the adjust necessary adjustments to get herself back into alignment so yeah. she's feeling good yeah. Which I think is so empowering. Super valuable. Yeah. As a business owner, as just anyone um, looking to further their, like, education in self-growth, self yes. um, at all. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So where can they find all of that? I mean, we'll have it. Obviously, I'm going to have everything linked down below in the show notes and then also on Instagram for you guys. But if. Beautiful. Um, if they don't know where to find the show notes or they don't follow us on Instagram or don't have it, where can they go to find it? Um, so the links are in my Instagram. Okay. Um, it is at im.jenna.marie. Um, and there will be a direct link that will take you to the, um, the, I guess, sales page to order it. Um, so basically there'll be like a brief intake form that I'm asking for your birth data so I can compile your chart. Um, and then you go through the process, um, and then, I say allow two weeks, but I'm usually quicker than that. But give me 14 days to put together your book just in case I get inundated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then once I have your book together, I'll email that to you with a link to schedule your one-on-one. Sweet. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Jenna. I know we talked a ton. um, So I hope you guys enjoyed the amount of talking that we did, but also the information. Like I said, we're going to have everything for Jenna linked down below. So her Instagram, her website, um, where you can find um, uh, the ability to schedule with her and to buy. Um, Oh, and you're on. So as of right now, you're on presale, right? Yes. Yes. Thank you. You're so I wanted to offer to the confident as fuck listeners that um, the pre-sale price, it, the price is set to increase twice before the cart closes. Um, but I want you lovely listeners to have the pre-sale price the entire time. Oh, awesome. So okay. if you just DM me. Perfect. Then and just say confident as fuck, mention it and tell me that you want the Becoming Aligned um, and I will send a special link so you can get it for the pre-sale price the Perfect. entire time. Okay, yeah. So she will have a special link for you guys, um, for all the listeners. If you guys are listening to this and you're like, hell yeah, I need to fucking do that. I want to learn more. Um, just DM Jenna. We'll have her Instagram down below and on our Instagram, Confident AF Podcast. Um, and you can DM her confident as fuck. And then she'll give you a special link to purchase at the discount rate, discounted pre-sale price. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you so much for being on. Seriously. I had such a great time. I cannot wait to even like look at this more. I hope you Um, enjoyed your four hour reading. Oh my God. I did. I did. So thank you so much. And um, thank you guys for listening. As always, give us a review or a five-star rating down below. I love you guys so, so much. I'll see you next week. But until then, don't forget to let your confidence shine.